Hi, I'm Hannah Sparrow. As a behavior analyst, I'm here to connect the science of behavior to everyday life. Join me as I reveal the secrets of why we do what we do and give you tools for how to change habits. Hi, welcome back. Let's talk about something that I recently heard asked of me within a parent workshop. And the parent said, what do you do when you're at your wit's end? Literally, what do you do? We're, we've all been there. We've all been like, oh my word, I can't get there. Well, there's a lot of pieces to look at, but I think the first thing you want to look at is you. Where are you in your headspace and day to day? And there's different pieces you could look at. You can look at your nutrition. You can look at your movement. You can look at your sleep. Like those are your basics as a human need. And then I like to add in a fourth. What are you doing every day to do something you enjoy so you can look back and say, I wrote the book of my life that I wanted because you actually have that choice. Because they say 90% of life is your choice. Only 10% of it comes at you. But that 10% sometimes feels so big. And you're like, what do I do? I'm at wins end. And often the, the reasons I hear is, oh, I wish I could work out. Oh, I have to work. Oh, I have to take care of my partner. Oh, I have to take care of the kids. And you're parenting at your wit's end. If you're at your wit's end, can you even show up as a parent you want to be? And you might say, well, my partner doesn't help me, or I'm co-parenting on my own, or I'm a single parent, or I work all the time, or I have a, a spouse that's here, but they don't really participate. And <sighs> there's a lot of reasons we could be at our wit's end. So many difference. Let's look at the basics because the basics come back to your why. The why factor. You want to understand the why. Once you know your why, then you can problem solve, but you need to pause. Now you might need to come up with coping strategies as well for your emotional health and things like that. And I can definitely go into that, but let's just do an overarching when you're parenting at your wit's end, what are some things to look at so that you can understand to then problem solve. So Let's talk about sleep. Do you get enough sleep? Probably like, no. <laughs> Does any parent? It comes with a gig, right? It's like, hey, I got a kid. Be like, oh, there goes your sleep. Out the window. It's no more important. It's actually really crucial because if you, uh, here, here's what happens to me. When I don't sleep well, <laughs> I'm really cranky. <laughs> so here's what was happening. So I have two doors to my room and one of them locks from the inside and the other locks from the outside. And I was like, I have a two-year-old who does not stay in his crib, and my eight-year-old wakes up all night long, she wants to co-sleep. And I'm like, no, no, we've stopped co-sleeping a long time ago. Why do you still think that you can co-sleep? It might be because it's the strongest reinforcement schedule, and I can geek out on that with you later, but she's still trying to do it. Well, here's the thing, I love my kids. I love their hugs and, and just the whole mother-kids thing, but they are not good to sleep with. They are terrible to sleep with, because here's what happens. My two-year-old, as cute and little as he is, he turns, sideways, literally puts his heels anywhere on my torso and kicks all night long as if he's walking, running, kicking. I really don't know what he thinks he's doing. And then I put a pillow between him and me. Oh, he gets pissed. He starts arching his back and screaming because his feet are not on me to kick. And I'm like, oh, yes, I love you, but I need to sleep. My eight-year-old, when she gets in my bed, and here's the thing, they sneak into my bed. You know, I think I'm like, you know, being a smart parent, they're in their beds, they should stay there. No, they get out of their beds and they sneak, and I'm exhausted. So they sneak in my bed and I don't even see it. And I wake up and I'm like, oh, shoot, do I fight this or do I not? So <laughs> I hate that decision. It's the middle of the night. Do I have a battle? Because my eight-year-old, she'll get in my bed. Oh, she's so sweet and she loves to cuddle. But when she cuddles, she's like, I get suffocated basically. And I'm like, I'm gonna get hypo hypochondriac symptoms coming on here. And it's, yeah, I'm like, get off. 
I can't do it. She's like this little oven. She wrote great in the winter, like turn the heat off. Oh, I'm going to go sleep with her. I'm going to go find her. Be like, I need some heat. But regularly, no, no, thank you. So if he's kicking me and she's smothering me, I can't get sleep. And I wake up in the most foul mood I'm ever in just because that last hour or those last eight hours of my sleep. I've been interrupted all stinking and I wake up grouchy and angry and then I'm like, I don't like this because then I'm not talking to kids the way I want to. I'm not showing up the way I want to. And for a long time, I couldn't figure out what to do. And then I'm like, well, I don't have a partner to get them to take them to the bed because my kids want me. So I would have the other person take them to the bed because they don't get access to me and I'll break the habit. I was like, what else can I do? And I forget, I think it was a friend's idea that's like, why don't you lock them out? And I'm like, lock my children out? Huh. Is that appropriate thing to do? It's like, well, my kids are safe. If alarm goes off, everything's unlocked for them. They can get out if there's a burning fire. Huh. So I did. I locked both doors. I got the best night's sleep I've ever had. <laughs> then I could show up. Well, why was I upset? I wasn't getting the sleep I needed. That was my, it was a tangible sensory type of a combination. It was an escape from like the unpleasantries. All of those white factors all tied in. Now, side note, the other day, they figured out how to unlock the door from the other side because, you know, my eight-year-old knows locks and two-year-old just discovered locks. So now they're getting in my room from that one door. So I got four baby-proof locks and I put two at the top and two down at the bottom. I'm like, yes, we got five locks on this baby. <laughs> and it was great because then I'm like, yes, I have conquered it. Well, the next day, I think that I've got like two more minutes left of like peace and quiet. And all of a sudden, my eight-year-old, boop. Her head pokes in, I was like, and I just lost it dying. I was laughing so hard because then as they enter the room, I'm envisioning like Monsters Inc. The monsters are like coming to go scare people. And like, that's what I see my children walking into my room. <laughs> this two-year-old, the two-year-old, he's got his little tablet. He's like, doo -doo 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 in. And the eight-year-old's like, okay, why is mama laughing like this? Which side note, my two-year-old and eight-year-old starting to call me mom because I called my mom, mom, and then they heard it. And now they think I'm mom. So everybody's mom <laughs> so my daughter's like mom you know why are you laughing like this and I'm like oh I thought I was being so smart with my strategies <laughs> so it was great it was it was a fun time so why was I upset throughout the day I didn't get the sleep I needed you do whatever you need to do to get your sleep as long as your children are safe and happy well, they might not be happy because they don't get access to you. But sometimes you just need that. I'm like, my house is baby proofed. They can't get it. Well, it should be. Apparently, I can't baby proof very well. <laughs> but my house is baby proofed. They have drink and snacks if they need them. They're old enough to entertain themselves or each other or whatever they're going to do. I need sleep. Maybe you need sleep. That Maybe that's as basic as it is. Look and figure out and understand why you are at your wit's end. And we'll talk some more in some other episodes about when it's a different why factor and things like that. But hopefully this helps you realize that yes, if you're parenting at your wit's end, you're going to just pause, figure out how to take care of you first, because you cannot parent the way you want to parent if you are not okay. Whatever supports you need, if it's as simple as sleep and you have fiascos like me, or if it's as simple as taking a walk, whatever you need as a parent so you can show up and be the parent you want to be, you are the key to your kid's success. Without you, there is nothing. So start with the key and look at why are you feeling this way.
Thanks for listening to Sparrow. Listen again on Mondays and Fridays for more Behavior Talk. And in the meantime, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And you can follow me on my socials at Sparrow and HannahSparrow.org. But the most important is I would love to hear your messages because I want to hear what topics you want talked about.